Welcome back to the Surish Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard of Guru Hargobind's arrival in Delhi, their philosophical conversation with an elder saint in the local village, and in this chapter, we'll hear of a conversation between Guru Hargobind and Emperor Jahangir. So, chapter fifty-four begins by describing how Guru Hargobind woke up early in the morning. If you remember, it was around ten thirty at night when the Guru was finishing that conversation with that saint. And now he's waking up around 3 a.m. After which he then bathes. Guru Hargobind then took a posture and sat down on his seat, and focused his attention and meditation on the true self. At that time, early in the morning, the Rababis then began outside of the tent singing Asa Divar, beautifully in all different ragas and raganis. Some Sikhs were listening to this as they were coming towards the tent of Guru Hargobind. Other Sikhs were reciting Gurbani out of memory. In the early morning, as they bathed, and in all the houses around that area, the remembrance of Satnam, the true name, was being done. It was as if, at that time, there was a great downpour of Amrit. So until sunrise, people were listening and reciting to Gurubani with great love. And when the sun rose, all the warriors of Guru Hargobind then came towards the door of the Guru's tent. At that moment, Guru Hargobind, as radiant as the moon. Then opened his lotus-like eyes from meditation. The guru was wearing a very fine, regal, beautiful clothing. It was a Persian jama with many pleats. His dastar, his turban, was beautifully colored. It was embroidered. It looked very grand on his head. On top of his dastar, he had a jiga. Uh, a jiga is a tiara and is embedded with different types of gems and rubies. He also had a kalgi, a plume, at the bottom of which. Had a knot of pearls, so he was decked out in all the nine gems as well, which were placed all around his arms. And the gems and the jewels they glistened so beautifully. So outside of this tent of Guru Hargobind, the six had laid out a great number of sheets so the congregation could sit down. And when that was all finished, Guru Hargobind then stepped out of the tent. Everybody at that point stood up immediately. They respectfully bowed their head down while they received the darshan, the great divine sight. Of the treasure trove of virtue, Guru Hargobind. The six had brought a large gold-plated seat and placed a very fine sheet on top of it, which Guru Hargobind then sat down and began the divan, the court session. Seated there with him were all these warriors of Guru Hargobind, which were strapped with various types of weapons. So all the six and community leaders of that area were coming to see the Guru. They were standing in front. Of the Guru, while the Ardasiya Sikh announced the offerings by the locals who had came and presented these offerings in front of the Guru, they also presented prasad in front of the Guru, and whatever desires they had in their mind, when they came to meet the Guru, these were fulfilled. A great line was now formed with all the local Sikhs standing in front of the Guru that stretched quite a distance. They had such love in their heart for Guru Hargobind while receiving their darshan. They had said amongst themselves, "That Guru, who from us was countless kilometers away, now has come to our house. Who would be so greatly unfortunate that they would not now go see the Guru, who has come so close to us?" 
So the villagers were speaking amongst themselves while bathing in the early morning. They would all come together, bringing with them prachad and other gifts to give to the guru and the congregation. So now that area had swelled up with locals. They were so excited. There were people all around the tent of Guru Hargobind. After the ardas that would happen, they would then distribute the prashad that they brought to the Guru and to the congregation. So this was a gathering that was occurring when Vizir Khan arrived. So Vizir Khan came in, he bowed down to the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargobind, who had seated him very close uh, to him in great respect. Vizir Khan was looking at Guru Hargobind's beautiful form and was intoxicated in great love for the Guru. He clasped his hands together and made a request saying, Guru Hargobind, the emperor is thinking very fondly of you. He desires to see your youthful body. He's heard much about your great qualities and is waiting for you patiently. Guru Hargobind, over and over again, he asks about you with great happiness in his heart. Please be graceful to me and come with me. You're the one who gives great bliss to his friends and destroys his enemies. Listening to this, Guru Hargobind then responded and saying, Well, all the congregation has come here now with great love and they are enjoying the, the Divan session. I have to fulfill all of their desires first and receive all of their prashad first. You should take some prashad as well back to your house. Distribute it to your family and then they will be blessed. So many of my beloveds have come here to see me. How could I now leave them and go with you? When all of their desires are filled, then they will go home and then I'll come with you to see the emperor. We'll meet them with great love and make them very happy. Don't worry. Vizir Khan heard this and said, Guru Hargobind, I too am your Sikh. So please bless me with some prashad and in consuming it, I'll be in bliss and my life will be worthwhile but also give some extra so that I may give it to the emperor as well. I will go myself and deliver it. Then Guru Hargobind gave these two plates filled with delicious prashad and said to Vizir Khan, keep one of these plates for yourself and give the second to the emperor. So taking these plates, Vizir Khan then bowed down, quickly got up and left with the prashad. He sent one over to his house when he got close, when he was passing by. And then he went straight to the Emperor Jahangir's court to deliver the second plate. At that time, Jahangir was only now coming out of his washroom where he was bathing with warm water. When he walked out, he started getting hungry. You know, it was in the winter months and it was very cold. And because of that, he had a lot of hunger because of this. And it was at that point when Vizir Khan came into the eyesight of Jahangir. Jahangir saw him with his plate and said, What have you got there? What are you bringing? I don't see Guru Hargobind with you. Vizir Khan then clasped his hands together and said that the Guru has gracefully sent you some prashad. The Guru was ready to come but wanted you to enjoy this first. The hungry emperor then requested to eat it and he grabbed a handful and consumed it. He had never had anything as delicious as this before. And he immediately said, Tan Guru Nanak Sahib, Blessed, blessed is Guru Nanak the Master. Firstly, the ingredients itself of this is amazing. Secondly, the Guru must be a miracle worker. And thirdly, I was really hungry. Jahangir then 
had more and more prashad. And enjoying it so much, he then said again, Guru Nanak must have been really old because you can eat this prashad without any teeth. And each mouthful is more delicious than the last. I've never had anything as delicious as this. Nothing is as equal to this prashad. Vizir Khan then said, the words of the Guru, Gurbani, is even more delicious than this. It removes all pain. As soon as I heard Gurbani, it removed my painful illness. Guru Hargobind himself is so beautiful, tall and strong. It's hard to stop looking at his sweet body. His beard and mustache are just filling in and he has very large and gorgeous eyes, which when they look upon you, just bestow great grace and auspiciousness. When he speaks, his mouth looks like a lotus, which is blooming. He'll be very graceful towards you, Jahangir. So Vizir Khan said this. Jahangir had, at this point, eaten all of the prashad and then went to go sit on his throne. But as he was doing that, he told Vizir Khan to quickly go and bring Guru Hargobind to his court. So Vizir Khan was pleased with Jahangir and was in a good mood and was excited to meet with Guru Hargobind again. So he mounted his horse and headed towards the Guru's camp. When he got there, he bowed down to the Guru and requested that he come with him. Guru Hargobind then said at that point he was ready and he mounted up on his horse with five other six. Jirtha and others were among the group who went with the Guru. They all traveled very casually, sometimes speeding up, sometimes slowing down the horse and enjoying all the sights along the way. Onlookers saw Guru Hargobind and his men, heard the hooves of the horses. They all bowed down, recognizing that it was Guru Hargobind. Some people who didn't realize, they were thinking in this head that, well, this must be some king from another land. And those subjects to that king must be so fortunate to have such an awe-inspiring king, who was so young, yet so strong and regal. When Guru Hargobind got to the court of Jahangir, they had set up another seat for the Guru at equal level to the emperor's own throne. The seat was covered in very fine white cloth for the Guru. The emperor had two high-level ministers bring in the Guru ahead of him. And when Guru Hargobind got inside, Jahangir then bowed his head in respect. Vizir Khan walked Guru Hargobind to his seat, which he sat on. Jahangir, looking at the form of Guru Hargobind, was in shock. Seeing how regal and strapped he was with weapons, it was as if he was looking at the very form of the heroic spirit, Biras. But he was thinking that, hmm, this, this lineage, this seed of Guru Nanak is one of a saintly matter. All the previous gurus were very saintly people. Perhaps this guru has started a new tradition. He has such a different exterior appearance than the previous gurus. But I wonder what he thinks on the inside. If he's thinking that he wants some kingly status and wants to take sides between the Hindus and the Turks, then, well, he has destroyed his position on the seat of Guru Nanak. He will not be respected or listened to. But if internally he is still has that mindset of a saint, then just because of his exterior practice, well, that won't matter. I'll test him out by asking him a question. So this is what Jahangir was thinking. And then he asked, O Piyirji, O Guru Hargobind, in this world, there are two mindsets, two ideologies. The Hindus, those who are native to India, 
and the Turks. The Hindus say that the divine is Ram, Akal, Anant. The, the Turks say the divine is Khuda, Kareem, Allah, Rahim. They have different devotional practices and everybody thinks that their own path is the greatest. So out of these two, who is the best? How are we to break free from the bondages of the world? Listening to this, Guru Hargobind then responded and saying, Well, we only recognize the one, the one creator of the world, who has created everything equally out of the five elements. Everyone has the same body, everyone has the same senses and habits. Those who remember, meditate on the creator of the world, the doer of all, recognize those people as the highest of all. Kabir Sahib has spoken about this, destroying this illusion of difference between these two groups of people. And it was at this point that Guru Hargobind recites a Shabad of Kabir found in Guru Granth Sahib in Rag Prabhati. Aval Allah Noor Upaya Kodrat Kes of Abande. So in the beginning, Allah created or manifested the light, the Noor. And through this divine power, all people were created. So the entire world was created from this one light of Allah. And if that's the case, then so who can we call good or bad? It's all just essentially that one light. Oh brother, oh people, don't be deluded from doubt about this. The creator of all, he is within the creation. And the creation is indeed within the creator, who resides everywhere and in everything all the time. The material of creation, this clay, is all the same. The creator has just molded and created it in countless different ways. There's nothing wrong with the material itself. There's nothing wrong with what has been fashioned, nor is there anything wrong with the potter, the creator of this world. That one truth resides within all. It's from the divine's will that everything in the world is fashioned. Those who comprehend, who understand the divine's hukum's will, they come to realize, they come to experience the one, the unity of all. That person is called a banda or a true servant of Allah. Allaho alakna jai lakhya gur gorda dina mitha. Allah cannot be conceptualized, but it is sweetly experienced when the Guru bestows his sugar like wisdom. Kabir says that his doubts have been all removed. He sees the Immaculate Divine everywhere and in everything. Guru Hargobind, after saying the Shabbat, then says, Jahangir, listen, people on the outside, they may have different dresses, forms, characteristics, but inside, everyone is the same. 
They're all that one Brahm, divine. If one seriously wants their own liberation, well then they should forego any partisanship and worship the divine. This human life that we have is so precious, like a invaluable jewel. It's only obtained by great struggle and many efforts. To be just absorbed in the pleasures of the senses and tied up in these partisan arguments and debates would be like trading this invaluable jewel for a pebble. If you somehow, however, spend your time in remembrance of the true name, you'll take that profit and you'll go to your true resting place. You'll merge with the divine. That heart which is free from delusion, in front of them they see no Hindu or Turk. They only see the divine. So here Guru Hargobind is saying a lie almost identical to what is written by his grandson Guru Gobind Singh Ji at the start of the Chobi Saptar of Vishnu where he writes Jante shud geo pram urka te aga hindu kya turka so that whose heart is uh, devoid of any delusion in front of them you know what is a hindu what is a turka it doesn't matter because they see the divine in, any, in everything so Guru Hargobind continues to say you should recognize that within everyone and everything the one divine resides. Just like how the sky is omnipresent everywhere in the world. The divine as consciousness pervades everywhere and provides its power to everything equally. But listen, those who are egotistical about their bodies, understanding themselves as only residing within their own body, and those who are bound up in this delusion of partisan debates and identities, they don't experience any happiness here in this life. And then the next, they suffer greatly too. They forever remain separate from the divine because of this. If one does not have any association with the ego or their own body and isn't wrapped up in this partisan debate or arguments, well, they recognize that what they really are isn't isolated to their own body. These people experience great happiness in this life and then in the next, they experience great bliss. They are great lovers of the divine. But a blind person does not know how to free himself from this delusion. They are bound by their giving and receiving, accounting, this partisan play that they have in their mind. They have great illusions that what they are is indeed only their body. These people do not merge with the divine in the end. So therefore, Jahangir, listen, you should renounce any pride and association you have with your body and you'll destroy all your pains this way. You recognize that what you really are isn't your body. Then tell me, in what way will you be bothered by these partisan questions and arguments about if Hindus are better or worse or if Muslims are better or worse? Listening to this, Jahangir thought that this new attire, this form that Guru Hargobind has taken up, is only an exterior difference. But internally, they hold the same mindset and disposition as the other Gurus. So he had full faith that Guru Hargobind was upholding the same tradition and mentality as the previous Gurus. He then said, Blessed are you, Guru Hargobind, O Pirji. You are indeed the very form of Guru Nanak, whose praise is as illuminating as the moon, and which praise is recited by both Turks and Hindus alike. Saying this, Jahangir then gave a gift of a thousand rupees to Guru Hargobind with great love. 
Jetha at that time picked up the money from the Guru. And that's how chapter 54 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear how Guru Hargobind hunts a tiger with the Jahangir. So that's what we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charan Patreon page. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.